You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Church, I'm just, I was, I was blown away. Uh, just blown away by that. Just this is this has nothing to do with the sermon or where we're going. This is just an extra bonus for you because you're so lucky uh, to be here today. You get two little sermons, but this first one, that song in verse three, Jesus now and ever is my plea. Would you just think about the weight of that statement for a second? There, there are two pleas registered here on earth: guilty or innocent. That's all you get. You get those two options. We, because of Jesus, when that judge asks us, how do you plead? I plead Jesus. And they can't argue with that because he defeated the grave. Amen. On our behalf. It does not matter what you have done. It does not matter what you will do. Your plea is Jesus and his grace and blood has covered you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Church, we we are coming off of a crazy week. Uh, There she is. I see her. We were coming off of a crazy week. We had VBS, um, and we, we, Melissa is very, very prepared all the time. She, she has vision, and then she knows the steps to take. And those who exist in this world, which is all of you, know how rare of a gift that is. There's people that have vision, and there's people that know how to execute vision, but it's hard to find people that can have vision and know how to execute it at the same time. Melissa is one of those people, thank God, because I am, I am not when it comes to children's ministry. So she did a phenomenal job, but even with her preparedness, on the first day of VBS, we ran out of stuff because we had so many kids here. And I, will, I am good with that every time. It's not because she wasn't prepared. It's because the Lord had more in store. Amen? We can clap for that. Praise God. We had... So many kids in this community. That was weak. I'll give you a chance in a second to redeem yourself. That was terrible. Um, I'm embarrassed for you. Um, but we had, we had so many kids that are not members of this church. So many that have never, we, we know for a fact that for some, this was the first time they ever in their lives stepped foot in a church was for this VBS. And praise God for that because I would rather have a kid that knows nothing and gets introduced to the spirit the way it's meant to be seen, then all this stuff that we've got to work around. But it was, it was a beautiful thing. We had children that came and that saw the presence of God, not just through Melissa, but through those of you that helped, that those of you that served and invested in these kids. I'm telling you, you are raising up world changers and people that will transform their generations that they're in, they will know the presence of God because of the VBS in 2023 at Sundown Church. Amen? Amen. Now you can clap again. Do it better. There you go. All right. Thanks, Carrie. Okay. You guys got to stop relying on Carrie to carry the weight, okay? She can't do it all the time. I'm just kidding. Hey, Children's Church. Are, they're staying in here. You're right. I'm at, that, that was my call. I the nursery is open if you need it, but I'm in a routine. Church, this week is one of those weeks where I, every day I woke up, I felt like the starting gun had already gone off and I was already behind. You ever have any of those days? You ever have seven of them in a row? So I came, I came in here and I'm just sitting with the word that the Lord had for this morning 
and just read. And it was an amazing week, but there was just a lot that needed to get done and a, a wonderful week. But just sitting with the Lord and just trying to s- cause myself to be calm, just allow his peace to reign over me, because I am also very, very excited for the word that he has for this morning. This is a transformative word. This is this is a, a word of revelation of things that are coming and what he's going to be doing. But what I've noticed is that the enemy is seeking to introduce chaos and just clutter your mind that you could not receive what the Lord had. So can I pray over you real quick that that would not be the case any longer? Okay, Lord, we just pray and we receive right now your peace. Father God, I pray that our minds and our hearts would be positioned to receive this word that you have for us this morning. And this is a transformative word, a powerful word. Father God, you will do more with what you have and what you speak this morning than we could ever imagine. So, Father God, we just pray that you would release it in fullness. We pray peace in Jesus' name to fall upon this room and every heart in it. Father God, and we know the key to peace is thankfulness, and we are thankful. Father God, we thank you for what you did through VBS. We thank you for the lives that will be transformed, that are now on a different path than they were before because of VBS, Father God. We thank you for those that have stepped into purpose and destiny that you have for them. These little children that will now walk and live a life unto you because of this week. We praise you, God. And we thank you for the rain. We thank you for what it means. Not just a freshness, not just a reviving of things, but Father God, a washing away of things that are dead and are not for us to carry any longer. So we thank you for the rain and all that it does the newness of life, the springs of living water that are springing forth before our eyes. In Jesus' name, we praise you and we thank you. And all people said, amen. Amen. Church, it's a, if, if you know Sarah and I very well, you know that the rain is significant for us. Every, every day of significance that has happened in our story, including all of our children and our wedding day, it has rained. Uh, That's a Sarah thing, not a me thing. I didn't like the rain until I moved here because I was from Houston and the rain meant like certain death of humidity and just really uncomfortable. And so I didn't, I didn't enjoy the rain until I got here, until I started having animals and realizing how important it was. And as I'm sitting in my office this morning, just allowing the Lord to, to speak to me and just bring my, my uh, heart and my mind peace, it begins to rain. And it's funny because I have an analogy of what happens when it rains. I'm just going to talk about it really quick so you guys are ready for it before we go. But what happens in West Texas as a whole, but specifically in sundown Texas when it rains? What happens is it becomes impossible to cross a street to get to your car without getting wet, right? Because everything's flat here. There's nowhere for the water to go. So the water just takes over the road and then you just get wet. One of the first times it rained here in sundown Texas or not the first time it rained in Sundown, Texas, first time it rained with us living in Sundown, Texas. Um, Sarah, and, Sarah was subbing at the school and had to get back to the school, and she had come over to the office for her lunch break, and it was pouring rain, and I had to carry her on my back across the street so that she wouldn't get wet to go sit in a cold classroom, and I, I got soaked, and so I got to come back into the cold church and sit in my office, and that was super fun. But... The, the streets, all that to say, the streets become flooded with water, right? Okay, remember that going forward, because there's nowhere for it to go, but remember that. There's significance to it this morning. And it's funny because I wrote this, I wrote that analogy out in the sermon before it had started raining, obviously. 
And so as it begins to rain, the Lord just reminds me that this is the word that I have for this morning. Okay? Now, I need you, remember, I I give you a warning every Sunday. But there is nothing in this room that can contain me to one place except for your acknowledgement that you're with me. Okay? If you want me to stay up here and not get down there in your business, I got to know that you're with me. Amen? All right, I'm serious. I, we, again, I'll share this story again. We had somebody who was new. It was like, is he, will he really come down? And people in the congregation like, yeah, no, he'll, he'll get in your face. So say amen when he says amen or he's coming for you, okay? Anyways, we're going to get started this morning uh, just reviewing what we talked about last week. We'll be in Luke 13, verse 18. He said, therefore... What is the kingdom of God like? And to what shall I compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden, and it grew and it became a tree, and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. And again he said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour until it was all leavened. This is the kingdom of God, church. It is meant to be so woven into our lives and into our culture that you cannot separate the two any longer. For too long, we have existed as Christians in Western culture very much about separating the two, separating the church from the culture. And in doing that, we have abandoned the culture and we have abandoned these people that don't know Jesus to figure it out for themselves because the Lord never intended for the church to be separate. The Lord has always intended for the church to be woven into the culture. You don't like the shape and the direction our culture is taking. Insert the kingdom of God. Right? And I think oftentimes we believe this false truth that it's, it, it, this is a lie. This is demonic doctrine. But if you, if you somehow intermingle with the culture, you're going to be like the culture. That doesn't make any sense because last time I checked, the kingdom of God does not submit to man, but man submits to him. Amen? Amen. And so when you introduce the kingdom of God to the culture, by the way, to a group of people, to all people, everyone on this earth, all things were made for him and through him. So when you introduce the culture of God, the kingdom of heaven, to the culture of man, what ends up happening? The people find God. The people are transformed. They look more like the kingdom of heaven than they do the world. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. And we like Ezekiel. In Ezekiel 37, this is what we've been looking at over the last several weeks. Ezekiel, we are like Ezekiel in the sense that we have been placed in a valley where there are dry bones. It's important to remember that. We read through that story and we love that story. We love the tail end of that story. But what we miss is what had to happen before the tail end could be complete. The tail end of that story, an army of people, a body, a generation of people were made anew. A mighty army and they marched out of the valley to the mountaintop. But what we miss is that the Lord had to place Ezekiel in their midst for the work to be possible. He does not intend for us to stand here on the mountaintop and point down at the valley commanding the dry bones to be made new. He desires for us to march into it, to place ourselves in the valleys with those who have been there for far too long, to command life to come back into them, to fill their lungs again, that they could march out a mighty army. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? Are you with me so far? 
But the thing that we need to remember is we are not being placed into this valley to become like dry bones, but to introduce the dry bones to life, to hope, and to restoration. We have been placed in sundown Texas to engage the culture and introduce the kingdom of heaven. But how? This is what we looked at last week. Church, how do we engage the culture? I shared this. This was revelation that came when I was youth pastor and I'm trying to build this youth ministry and I'm trying to rebuild this youth ministry that was broken. And I'm in this process of building this youth ministry and it's, it is just failing over and over and over again because I refuse to just get all the cool toys and knickknacks and things that are going to get kids in the door. But it's like, okay, how do I get kids in the door? And the Lord's like, I have no desire for the kids to come through the door. I desire for you to go to where they are first and then they will come through the door. So I built an entire youth ministry and it looked crazier and it didn't look like youth ministry because I didn't spend hardly any time. I was here on Wednesdays and Sundays. That was when I was in this building. The rest of the time I was in that school across the street. I got to be a coach. I got to be a teacher. And I was there in their midst because the Lord had commanded that it was time for us to be where they were. So you want to know how to engage the culture? Be where the culture is. And in sundown Texas, that is so easy to do because the culture is wherever those kids in that building are. The city of sundown goes where those kids go. So you want to engage the city of sundown? Go where those kids are. Be at the football games. Be at the basketball games. What a gift that we have, church, in this small community. I can pretty much guarantee where 90% of our community is going to be in the in, in a couple weeks on a Friday night. Thursday and Friday night, junior high and varsity football games, I can tell you where they're going to be. And there's a whole schedule. They let you know where they're going to be. It's really convenient. All you've got to do is show up and establish the kingdom of heaven. That's all you've got to do. You know how you do that? You just operate in obedience. You just walk. You just be who God has called you to be, and you just be in their midst. What did Ezekiel have to do? Ezekiel didn't do anything that the Lord didn't command him to do. He didn't do anything within his own accord. The Lord didn't place him in the midst of the valley, in the middle of the dry bones, for his, and then say, Ezekiel, I want you to figure out how to restore these people. That's not what he did. He placed him there, and then he gave him all he needed to execute vision. Do you hear what I'm saying? And the Lord will pl has placed us where we are right now. And He will give us all we need in these moments when we engage the culture, when we find ourselves sitting next to a stranger at a football game or someone we know that doesn't know the Lord or does know the Lord. It doesn't matter. But when He places us there, He has already equipped us with all that we need. All we've got to do is wait for Him to speak. And then with the utterance that he gives as he gave Ezekiel, we will speak over dry bones and we will watch skin and flesh and breath come into them again. Amen? Amen. This is what the Lord has called us to do. He has called us to engage with them, to meet them where they are in their life, just as Jesus came and met us where we were. He came to us so we can go to them. Amen? And it is time for this community to know us. I said this last week. It's not just to know about us, but to know us, to know our individual hearts, to know when they look at me, they know that I am for them, that I am not against them. Not because I've told them that, but because that is what they've experienced. Right? I have no desire to just tell somebody what I intend to do. I desire for action in this house. Amen? The time of telling them what we'll do is over. 
the time of showing up before they ask, before they know that they have a need, us showing up with all that they need, it's here. You hear what I'm saying? This is why we did the kindness project. This is why we're doing the daycare. We're not doing the daycare to get rich. Uh, that, that hasn't been a successful plan in what I've seen in daycare, so we're not doing that. We are doing that because this community needs something and we have the ability to meet it. This is what it looks like to be where they are to engage the culture. Amen? This is what it's meant to look like and it is not a hard job, church. For them to know through experience that we are for them and not against them. And so don't forget my, uh, my display of nerdiness last week as I played a clip from Lord of the Rings that gets me fired up. Like if I'm, if I'm going to the gym and I need a pre-workout, I'll just watch that scene, okay? It just gets me amped up. But we are to be these people that charge into the valley. Again, we have got to remove this, this, this thought that the valley is punishment. The valley is where breakthrough takes place, church. From glory to glory, if we are being elevated from one degree of glory to the next, where do you think that process has to happen? Where, before you can elevate, the Lord has to move. Amen? You don't just get to stand on the mountaintops all the time, but in the valley is where we encounter a measure of His presence that cannot be found anywhere but there. The dry bones could only be renewed, could only be revived, could only be healed in that place because that's where the presence of God was for that moment of healing. And we have this opportunity. We're not stuck in the valley. We're not in the valley through bad circumstances. The Lord has asked us, will you enter into the valley to do my work down there? Because that is where sundown Texas is. That is where its people are. They're not on the mountaintop. They are in the valley waiting for those who are willing to charge into it to bring them out in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So let's charge into the valley to reclaim those lost and broken, to bring those out who have been there far too long and to lead them out restored, not broken. Church, Psalm uh, 46.4 says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. And I'm here to tell you this morning, there, there, there is a powerful work that the Lord desires to do in our hearts this morning. But that river is here for us today. Amen? The Lord desires to usher in the river of life in Sundown, Texas. Amen? Church, this is... Oh, come on. I'm on step one, dude. But just think about that for a second. Before we move on, we need, to, we need to get excited for a second. The Lord desires to usher in through this house the river of life into our community. There are other things that could be going on. But the Lord has sought fit to release the river of life to Sundown, Texas. And He desires for you to be the conduits in which it flows. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Yeah, I saw you guys get scared. John 7. Verse 38 is where we'll be. Now this he said about the Spirit. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Verse 37. Sorry, buddy. You got it. I, mis I misrepped. Verse 37. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, just as Jesus was not yet glorified. 
And now in John 4, just some highlights. If you want to know what the river is, I just gave you the answer. John 4, verse 7. A woman from Samaria came to draw water and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. And the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. And Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will, thirst, will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So again, what is this river? It is the Spirit of God and it is coming and is here for us this morning. He has a specific work though for this house and for those in it this morning. He has a specific work in store for us today. Because before this river can wash over sundown, flow through its streets, we must receive it. Amen? You cannot give away what you have not received. If you are unwilling to receive things from the Spirit of God and the things that He desires to do in this community, this community will not see it. You must receive it before you can give it. Ezekiel had to know who the Lord was before he could be placed in the valley trusting that the Lord was capable of doing what He was going to do. You have to receive the truth and the revelation that has come from the Lord about our community because it includes you. There is no separating us from what the Lord wants to do in Sundown, Texas. You are included in that. Amen? But before that can be seen by those outside this building, we in here must receive it because you cannot give away what you have not received. Amen? Amen. Again, West Texas when it rains. The water floods the streets and there. there And the reason I I desired to share that is that there is no one that can get around without getting wet. Even when it's done raining, you cannot get around this community when it rains without getting wet. It's impossible. Just getting to your car, you will get wet. And this is what the Lord desires to establish in this community. That this is to be the kingdom established in Sundown, Texas that the river would flow to such an extent that no matter where you go in sundown Texas, you could not get anywhere without getting exposed to it. You hear what I'm saying? That you could not go anywhere. You can't even walk outside without getting wet and without encountering the presence of God in the kingdom of heaven in sundown Texas. That this river that flows from the throne room of God would flow through sundown and that you couldn't again move through this city without encountering it. Amen? Ezekiel 47. The Lord has had us in Ezekiel for a couple weeks, and I love it. There's profound truth, profound revelation for Sundown, Texas, found in Ezekiel that the Lord has led us to. We'll be in verse 1 of chapter 47. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and behold, water was issuing from below the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was flowing down from below the south 
end of the threshold of the temple, south of the altar. Then he brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gate that faces toward the east. And behold, the water was trickling out on the south side. Going on eastward with a measuring line in his hand, the man measured a thousand cubits and then led me through the water and it was ankle deep. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water and it was knee deep. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water and it was waist deep. Again, he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass through for the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in a river that could not be passed through. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. And as I went back, I saw on the bank of the river very many trees on one side and on the other. And he said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah and enters the sea. When the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh. And wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live. And there will be very many fish. For this water goes there, that the waters of the sea may become fresh, so everything will live where the water goes. Fishermen will stand beside the sea from uh, Ingat and Giddy. Those ones snuck up on me. Uh, In England, it will be a place for the spreading of nets. It's fish will be of very many kinds like the fish of the great sea, but its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They are to be left for salt. And on the banks on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fail, but they will bear fresh fruit every month because the water that flows, the water for them flows from the sanctuary and their fruit will be for food and their leaves will be for healing. Verse 9, I want to look at a few pieces of this just really quick. There was a lot that we just read, but verse 9. And wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live. And there will be very many fish, for this water goes there, that the waters of the sea may become fresh, so everything will live where the river goes. Everything will live where the river goes. And it is meant to be ushered into this place. It is meant to be ushered into Sundown, Texas. And then verse 10 through 12, church, can we just believe this for Sundown, Texas, that wherever this river goes, there would be life. And wherever this river is, there would be fruit. There would be healing. There would be power. There would be revelation. There would be dead things made new. You know that we need water to survive. We've talked about this. You need water to survive. But how many of you have drank from the ocean and felt better? It doesn't feel good. I hate the ocean. It's like, ugh. I get it. It's sand. I'm just not a fan. But the Lord is saying that even that water that could not be drunk, this river of living water will flow and it will transform. That it could now give life. That which could cause death will now bring life. And what have we been talking about? Anything that stands still for too long. Water that you need to survive, but if it becomes still for too long, it can be the very thing that kills you. And what is the Lord saying today? That this river will flow into those places of stagnant water, stagnant places in our community, and they will transform into life-giving places. You hear what I'm saying? Places that have been stagnant, 
I don't know that you heard me, so I'll say it again. Places that have been stagnant in sundown Texas, the river of life will flow that those places will now bear fruit in Jesus' name. You hear what I'm saying? And you all know these places. You know where they are. And they are not, they're not just places, but they exist in our heart for Sundown Texas as well. We have looked at this community for far too long as a place of stagnance. Stagnicity? I don't know. I made that up. I should have just said it with confidence. Stagnicity. And you wouldn't have questioned it. But this community for far too long, we have looked at it as a place that can grow no more. That can be no different than what it is now. And so the water has ceased to flow. But the Lord in bringing the rain this morning is reminding us that that is not the plan. That is not the heart and that is not the intent that he has for this city. Amen. He desires for fresh water to flow in. Will you be a part of it? He desires for fresh, fresh water to flow in that the stagnant places and the stagnant hearts in sundown Texas will be transformed and they will be life-giving in Jesus' name. But how do we usher it in? Remember in this scripture that eventually, as Ezekiel is walking through it, eventually what happened? You could no longer walk through it. You could no long, he said you, you, you could not cross it anymore. And what the Lord said as I was reading this, because he, he brought me to this passage, and as I was reading this, and I'm reading Ezekiel coming to this place where you could not pass through it anymore. And the Lord said it's because it is only meant to wash over you now. You're not meant to tread through it anymore, but now you are in a place where it is meant to wash over you. I don't want you to swim through it. I don't want you to get to the other side. I want it to consume you. I want it to wash over you. That all that you would see is the river of life covering you and surrounding you. Amen? Amen. This river could not be passed through. And church, are we today willing to allow the river of life to flow over us, to wash over us? The Lord gave me this, this vision as I was preparing for this. That when it washes over us, that all would remain. I, I saw us. I saw myself. I saw members of this community and congregation treading into this river until it was overwhelming us and consuming us. And as the heads of these people popped up, as I arose out of the water, I was not me any longer. All that was left was Jesus. Everything of Parker was washed away and all that remained was the presence of God, the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God, that when the world looked at me, they saw, they saw Jesus making his appeal through me. They did not see Parker any longer. Do you see what I'm saying? And so the Lord has this challenge for us today. He, he's wondering if we are willing. If we are willing to tread into this water and be washed over by this water that all would remain is Jesus in the presence of God. We literally just watched it, church. We watched a young man be baptized. And what, what do we say in that? We heard his father say it. What do we say in that? Buried with him in baptism and risen to newness of life. Whose life? Jesus' life. It's not yours. The second you go into that water, you are dead. You exist no longer. But what do we do? What do we do as we begin to walk through life? What do we start doing? We start picking up these dead things again. These pieces of us that were meant to stay in the grave, we start picking them up again. And the Lord is saying, I'm not just going to put you in a gentle body of water. I'm going to wash over you if you are willing to step in. 
because we do this all the time, right? I've got kids. We've got a pool at the house, and where are all the pool toys? At the bottom of the pool. They're not hard to pick up. They're not hard to reach down and grab and pull right back out. And the Lord is saying, this still body of water doesn't exist for you anymore. That when you enter in, I would wash away. That you could no longer pick up the dead things that are meant to be buried. That they would be washed away from you forever. That as you rise, you would only be a reflection of Jesus to this community. And that all the dead things that He seeks to, re- that He desires to remain dead in your life will be washed away in Jesus' name. So I'm wondering, can we receive this river? And as we step in and allow it to wash over us, receiving the river, we will become conduits, church, conduits. We will be directing the stream into our homes, into our workplaces, and into the culture of Sundown, Texas. The river desires to flow through this culture. And today, the Lord is calling you into your purpose. Some of you, the Lord just gave me this word. I don't know who this was for, um, but the Lord just revealed to me through this process that there are some in here and and some listening online um, that have been afraid to step into what the Lord has for you. You have been afraid to step into your purpose. You have been afraid to step into destiny. And you've not known that that's what it is. You just know that there's this pull on your heart to step into something, but you're just too afraid to step into it. And what the Lord wants to show you today, and what He wants to remind you today, He's reminding us this, that this fear is the enemy seeking to stop you from walking into purpose and destiny. So if, you, if the Lord is tugging on you or something is pulling you in a direction and you are afraid to enter in, praise God because you now know exactly what you're supposed to do. The enemy just gave you all you needed to know, all the confirmation you needed. Because if he's trying to prevent you from doing it, what are you supposed to do? That very thing, step into it. The Lord desires for you to step into it today and that fear is the indicator that it is for you, that he has blessing for you. And as you step forward, the Lord will honor your steps and He will bless each step in obedience that you take. And He has invited us, church, into the kingdom. He has invited us to build the kingdom alongside Him, to be co-laborers. And He is showing you, He is showing us individually how you will help usher in the river of life to Sundown, Texas. This thing that you're afraid to step into, this is what the Lord would have you do to usher in the river of life. So it is necessary that you step into it. It is necessary. If you want to be a part of building the kingdom of God in Sundown, Texas, step into what scares you. Step into what has left you paralyzed and unable to move forward because this is what the Lord has for you in the second. You lift your foot to step into what the Lord has. You will will see blessing. Before your foot hits the ground, there will be blessing. Because there will be obedience and there will be provision for that step. He is inviting us into the river this morning. Will we receive it? Will we be washed over and consumed by it? Because He is bringing the river of life to sundown Texas. And church, I I am so excited. School starts in three weeks and I can't wait. I mean, I could. I love my kids being at home. I'm going to be really sad. I'll probably cry a couple days out of the week because I love getting to go home and seeing my kids right there. 
And it's still hard sending your kid off, your seven, five-year-old, to all day at school, just disappear for eight hours. I'm not a fan. Um, But church, there is so much that the Lord is going to do in this year. And He has been preparing us. He has been speaking the words that we need. He has been equipping us with all that we need for what? For this school year that is coming. You want to engage with the culture. You want to see a valley of dry bones renewed. You want to see the river of life flow through sundown Texas. You say yes to what He's speaking right now and step into what He has called you into. Whatever has scared you, whatever has left you paralyzed with fear, step into it because it is how the Lord has decided for you to usher in the presence of God to sundown Texas. And as you step into it, I believe with all my heart you will see immediate breakthrough. Church, it is time for us And stepping into the river will take care of this. It is time for us to let go of any hopelessness over sundown. It is time for us to let go of any frustrations, any disappointments that we have with anyone in this community or this community as a whole. It is time for that to wash away that all we would see is the restorative work that the Lord is going to release over sundown Texas. That that would be all that we could see. I I, I have the opportunity of counseling people Uh, I get to counsel several people throughout the week and I love that and it is a blessing for me. And what the Lord continues to tell me is they tell me these stories, these hard, hard stories, difficult things that they're sharing with me, horrible things. What the Lord always reveals is that there is only hope. He only sees hope in that story. He sees no hopelessness. We add hopelessness to stories. We're the ones that add and introduce hopelessness into a circumstance. That is not Jesus. Amen? All he sees is hope for a renewed and restored work. Amen? And he desires that for all those in here and he desires that for Sundown Texas. When he looks at us, when he looks at our city, all he sees is beautiful and wonderful possibilities. Amen? Can we see the same? And if we have a hard time seeing it, I'm telling you right now, just enter the river and those thoughts will be washed away that you will never carry doubt over sundown again. You will never carry doubt over the Lord's hand and His moving in our community again. You will never introduce doubt into your ability to walk in obedience and to be a steward and to be a part of what the Lord is doing next. Stop discrediting yourself. The Lord brought you here because you are necessary for what comes next. Praise God and amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.